0: Hello, and welcome to Footsteps, a podcast hosted by High Desert United Methodist Church in Rio Rancho, New Mexico, where our mission is loving God, serving others, and changing lives. My name is Lisa Eisenberger, and today I'm here with Bonnie Corngable, gable who will be talking about Advent. Advent, which literally means arrival, begins four Sundays before Christmas, usually around December 1st. It's a happy season of the church because we are waiting to celebrate the birth of God's Son once again, but it's easy to lose our focus during this busy month. Yes, I agree with you, Lisa. We need to be
1: intentional about observing Advent, but I realize that the pressures of the season often get in our way. Who hasn't wondered how the mile-long to-do list will ever get done? But if we want to capture the enormous thought of the God of the universe humbly sending his Son in human form to this rather small and insignificant planet, we need to set aside time each day to be still, to read the Gospel story, and to pray. That quiet time is essential for finding the light of Christmas. It is also helpful to have an Advent devotional. I stole my title from the devotional I use, Watch for the Light.
0: This time of year, many of us get up in the dark, go to school or go to work in the dark, come back to the comfort of home in the dark. This darkness, this lack of sunlight can depress us. In fact, there are people who suffer from something called SAD or seasonally affected disorder. This lack of sunlight can affect us physically, psychologically, and spiritually. As Christians, we need to watch for the light.
1: Yes, this time of year can be difficult for many people. And when Jesus came into the world, the Jews were experiencing a darkness of their own. There had been a great silence in Israel for almost 400 years. Kingdoms waxed and waned, Alexander the Great had come and gone. Antiochus Epiphanes came and went. The Roman Pompey conquered Jerusalem, but no prophet appeared during those four centuries. God seemed to be silent, and the promised Messiah had not appeared. And then God broke into history.
0: Weren't there prophecies in the Old Testament about the Messiah?
1: Yes, indeed. Not only about the Messiah but others as well. Malachi, the last prophet of the Old Testament, made a prophecy of epic importance. Behold, I am going to send my messenger, and he will clear the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, and the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts.
0: Was that messenger John the Baptist? I think he was considered to be the forerunner of the Messiah. Yes, you are so right.
1: Dr. Luke tells us that John's parents were Zechariah and Elizabeth. Both descended from the priestly line of Aaron, and certainly they were familiar with the prophecies concerning the coming of the Messiah. Zechariah was burning incense and praying in the temple as a -a once-in-a-lifetime priestly privilege when he has an encounter with an angel. The angel said what angels always say, do not be afraid. Then the angel says that Zechariah and Elizabeth are going to be parents of a son, even though they are quite elderly. The angel Gabriel further says that the child will be called John, filled with the Holy Spirit, and will turn many of the Jews back to the Lord. Furthermore, John is to be the forerunner of the Messiah. John is to make the people ready for the advent of Jesus. How did Zechariah react to that news from the angel? Zechariah is dumbfounded and disbelieving at this monumental news. For his disbelief, Zechariah is struck mute until his son's birth. If we have an encounter with an angel, it would be best to believe his every word. And so Zechariah and Elizabeth would watch for the light. And thus the prophecy about John the Baptist was fulfilled. He lived a lonely life out in the desert as a Nazarite, wrapped in animal skins and living on locusts and honey. He knew he was the forerunner. In the Gospel of Matthew, John the Baptist says, He who is coming after me is mightier than I, and I am not fit to remove his sandals. John called on the Jews to repent of their sin and be baptized. John was watching for the
0: light. So I think what you're saying is that Jesus was the light, the Messiah the Jews were waiting for. Is that correct? Absolutely.
1: In John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in the darkness, but shall have the light of life. So as we observe Advent this year, let us take the time to consider this momentous event of God's coming into our midst. God loves us so much that he sent Jesus into the world to save humankind from its sinful nature. This quote is from my Advent devotional. The love that descended to Bethlehem is not the easy sympathy of an avuncular God but a burning fire whose light chases away every shadow, floods every corner, and turns midnight into noon. This love reveals sin and overcomes it. It conquers darkness with such forcefulness and intensity that it scatters the proud, humbles the mighty, feeds the hungry, and sends
0: the rich away empty-handed. So, Bonnie, do you have any suggestions for way that we could observe Advent this year?
1: Well, yes, I have a few ideas which I hope people might find helpful. Barnes & Noble still carries Watch for the Light, which is a collection of writings by various Christian authors and covers the dates of November 24th through Epiphany. Another possibility is Preparing for Christmas by Richard Rohr, who is a Franciscan priest right here in Albuquerque. This book has daily meditations from the first Sunday of Advent and ends with Christmas Day. Of course, you could also do your own study of the Christmas story in the four gospels or visit a Christian bookstore and choose one of their offerings. I just want to encourage all of you to observe Advent in a spiritual way this
0: year as you watch for the light Thank you, Bonnie, for sharing those ideas with us. It's always helpful to have new thoughts for how to celebrate Christmas in a new and meaningful way. Do you have any closing thoughts to share with us? Yes. I believe Jesus illuminates our
1: lives with his truth, and he brings the light of hope into this world that certainly contains darkness. Jesus came to provide us with salvation from our sins. Jesus loves us abides with us, and accepts us. Jesus is the light of the world. Please join me in watching for
0: his light this Advent. Thank you for sharing those insights about Advent with us today, Bonnie, and for suggesting ways to observe it. And thank you, listeners. We hope you'll join us next time. Until then, we invite you to worship with us at High Desert United Methodist Church in Rio Rancho, in person if you're in the area, or online at highdesertumc.org. Join us in watching for the light this Advent season.